Hey everybody, Tyree here with Before I Forget, and I want to tell you guys about Infinity Artist Agency, IAA. It's a full-service talent agency that delivers representation across all artistic spectrums in the entertainment industry. If you're an aspiring artist and you're trying to get into the entertainment business, hit these guys up at infinityartistagency.com. At the bottom of the page, you can submit your personal information and they'll get back to you. All you got to do is fill it out and it could change your life forever. Thanks, and let's get back to the show. reason education sucks because the owners of this country don't want that. The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. You know what they want? They want Obedient workers, people who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they own this fucking place. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. That was a hell of a way to open up the show. Uh, and this is our new show. It's called The Afterthoughts with Tyree and Chris. What's up, Chris? How you doing, Tyree? Glad to be here on this new venture. It is awesome to have you here. I'm very happy to start this. This is an entirely separate show from Before I Forget. Uh, and that will hopefully, maybe, possibly, could be the last time I mentioned that show on this show and vice versa. So just trying to do something different. Um, the views that are stated in the show are our views alone, no one else's. And here we go. I hope they're my views. I yeah. sometimes have been known to espouse other people's views unknowingly, so let's hope that all the views here are mine and yours. Yeah. I mean, if I agree with the view, then, you know, I'll take it. I'll steal it. I'll steal it, no problem. Sure thing. Okay. And that Garland uh, opener that you brought was really nice. I, George Garland's a hell of a smart man, and... Uh, he cuts right to the quick, so to speak, with his comedy. He knows uh, he knows how to get to the core of things. Yeah. And it's always some truthful shit. And that's something that everyone needs to hear. And sometimes no one wants to hear it, but you should hear it. So uh, we're going to give you a lot of truthful shit here with this show. Here, here. I think in our modern times, uh, comedians are the, like the, the soothsayers. They're the people who can... They can tell us truthful things because we can be laughing the whole while. Oh, Whereas yeah. if people are just trying to, you know, give you facts uh, that are downers, mm-hmm. people don't want to hear that shit. No, like uh, Dave Chappelle. I'm a big Dave Chappelle fan. I think he's a funny dude. Uh, a lot of people do, but he says some stuff sometimes that's controversial. Um, you know, either you like that part of it or you don't. I don't really care for that part. Um, that's his views, but you know, it is what it is. I find it funny. I mean, I don't find the joke funny, but I find him as a funny person. I hear, I I hear what you're saying. I I know what you mean. Norm MacDonald was another one of these comedians, really funny guy. Oh, Uh, yeah, that's right. And he, he would rub people, a lot of people the wrong way with his, 
his style of humor. Um, but he could he could uh, comment on society and uh, with the best of them. Oh yeah, when I was working um, LAPD, I was uh, working the front desk, and he came in one day, and I'm like, "Holy shit! Do you guys know who that is?" And the rest of the guys on the desk were young. They didn't know. They had no clue. I'm like, man, like Saturday Night Live, all these shows and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, this guy's a genius. And he's just sitting in the fucking lobby smiling. <laughs> it was awesome. I wanted to ask for yeah. an autograph, but that's fucking unprofessional. And I'm fucking professional. There you go. To a T, are you a professional? You're fucking right. Man. Well, we had been talking about a, a different uh, comedian before the show started. Uh, we had been talking about Gallagher, the comedian Gallagher, who he just passed away yesterday at 76 years old. Yeah. You told me about that, and I'm like, wow, I, I hadn't thought about him in a minute. But, you know, he was one of the physical comedians that I remember, you know, with the big sledgehammer and all that stuff. Yeah, that's right. He had the big uh, sledgehammer. Yeah, uh, that he used to smash watermelons and other food and things. So popular yeah. that Dave Chappelle actually parried, uh, I mean, um, par- parodied that uh, part of his act. Oh, no kidding. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, you brought up when I mentioned Gallagher's passing um, that Gallagher's brother uh, had wielded the sledgehammer uh, during one of Gallagher's performances after the man broke his arm. Yeah. Uh, and then later on, Gallagher's brother had his own stand-up comedy routine, and he was using that sledgehammer in his own routine enough and repeatedly enough to the point where uh, the original Gallagher, Leo Gallagher, that we know as Gallagher, uh, he wound up uh, bringing a lawsuit against his brother. Can you imagine like having to sue your brother or choosing to sue your brother? You know, um, I wouldn't want to, but... This is the jacked up side of me. Like that's my, that's me. That's my work. And you're just taking it. And like he was dressed up like him in the whole deal. Like if you didn't know it was his brother, you wouldn't have known. And I think that's 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 cool or whatever. You know, mimic your brother, but don't take his entire thing, everything. Right. Right. Yeah. Imitation is the. Is, is the what greatest form of flattery? Is that what they say? Right. Uh, but if, if you're if you're taking someone's personality and their persona, which is their livelihood, and then you're using that, and uh, well, that can have some you know deleterious effects on on someone's career. So I can understand why it'll happen that way. But it was a uh, that was something I didn't I didn't know enough about until uh, until you'd mentioned it, and I'd gone to look it up. Yeah. See, there you go. And the knowledge has been spread amongst the masses that's right spread like a smashed watermelon over you know, over the audience yeah all over us just splashed right in the face I love um, I'm a big fan of, of just anything uh, that's funny so when I was younger not younger maybe a little bit after I got out of the army I would go to the laugh factory with my friends that is a heck of a place to go to because there's so much history and um, it's cool to to go to those kind of places and, and experience everyone having a good time and laughing. You never want to sit in the front row. Never sit in, like you, you always want to go three rows back 
for example, I went once and Dane Cook was there. And he made jokes about me and the shirt that I was wearing for three minutes straight. I'm like, oh, man, like there's no place to go. You laugh along with it. <laughs> but it was embarrassing, but it was still cool because everyone's still laughing and having a good time. You know, I, I knew that he was laughing or making fun of me for jokes and not like to be evil and mean. So, right, right. It was all part of the. Yeah, part of the spirit of being at the comedy club that way. Exactly. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, never, if you don't want to be made fun of at a comedy show, don't sit in the front row. Uh, I had a similar experience where I forget the comedian, um, but I was wearing some Oingo Boingo t-shirt, <laughs> and, and so the guy was just tearing into me for a couple of minutes because I had my bitch and Oingo Boingo t-shirt on. Yeah, and you you you're just taking it. You can't run. You can't hide. It's just like, oh man, move on to the next person, please. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You, you try not to do anything to add more fuel to the fire, and you just yeah, yeah laugh, smile, nod, and move along mm-hmm. until he says something really jacked up, and then you go up on the stage and slap him. What do yeah, you think about that? That's what you got to do. What do you think about that? The whole Will Smith slap a slap the, you know, Chris Rock thing. Oh, I don't think about it. That's, I've, I've heard about this thing because other people mention it, that this is a thing that happened, but I have no opinion on it. Um, it's just not part of my world. What do you think about it? Well, I think that, you know, that whole situation was weird and wrong, but it... Do you, it, do you it, think it was genuine or, or staged? These people are actors, after all. They are yeah, you know, I think professional was, liars. I think it was genuine. Um, the, the, what I was at, what I was saying really was other comedians and then now are having people attack them on stage after they make fun of them. That's happened with, uh, uh, Dave Chappelle again, a couple months ago, uh, just after the Will Smith thing and a bunch of the comedians were there and they're like, this shit's going to start happening more and more. People are going to get pissed off and rush the stage. So, so you're telling me there are, there are people out there ostensibly grown-up adult human beings who uh, are getting their feelings hurt and they're going and physically assaulting people in public? Yes. <laughs> we live in wonderful times, huh? Isn't it? And then, you know, people in the in the audience are recording it, so. Yeah, right. Instead of putting a stop to it or saying anything, you know, they'll pull out their stupid phones so they can record it and maybe their video will go viral and they'll get 33 clicks or likes or thumbs up butts or whatever that metric is <laughs> that's what it's all about man we got to go viral everyone has to do that i guess <laughs> i guess i guess if, if that's all you've got in the world well i guess that's something yeah you know that's um <sighs> one can almost argue that we're kind of doing the same thing with this could you well, it depends. What are your motivations for this? Are you after the the clicks and the likes? And oh no, no. Up the, no, no. You know me, man. I could care less about any of that. I'm really just doing this to show a different side of army folks. Uh, we don't have to talk about army stuff all the time. We can have intellectual conversations, motherfuckers. There you go. Yeah, yeah I love it. I'm here because I want to hang out and shoot the shit with you. So yeah. I think. I think those are our reasons for it, and those are different reasons from trying to get likes and clicks and go mm-hmm. viral or what have you. Yeah, I dig it. 
What uh, what did you think about it when I uh, what did you think about it? My English today, I think it's the weed I had earlier. What do you think, or what did you think when I asked you to to do this show with me? Uh, well, I think, as you might recall, I t- right off the bat I told you my first instinct instinct was to say just no because it's something new and different and mm-hmm. any anything new or different that comes my way I just wanted to say no because I've got my routines in my life and it's fine that way. Um, but then, yeah, we don't get to find fun new things if we say no to everything. So I I, I arrested that uh, initial uh, reaction and uh, I I said. Uh, well, yes, this will be fun. So I'm, and that's why we're here doing this because this is fun. Shit, yeah. I was really happy to do this with you because of everyone that I could possibly think about to have a real conversation that would make sense. You, you're like top ten, like top three. One, you're you're number one. Go, Chris. Well, good. I'm I'm glad I'm up there somewhere in the ranking yeah and I'm, i you know i'm i think this is fun so far what else you want to talk about through the rest of the show i mean anything you want man we're just here chilling have you been uh paying attention to any of the uh news in um north korea do you even care about any of that kind of crap uh no i i don't i um twice a week i get a dose of news deconstruction through the no agenda show podcast that people can find at no agenda show.net. Um, and that's how I kind of get my news. I get it filtered through somebody else. Um, but I don't, I don't go out looking at, you know, mainstream. I don't use the internet to go and search for news stories. I, I, uh, I don't find it useful for me. Um, what kinds of things though, um, do you like to go out and look for when you're searching for news, uh, online? You know, when I try to, take or take in as many different stories as I can and like pick apart what I think is the right part of what they're saying or you know that one part that all those people are saying is probably true but you Mm -hmm. know once they veer left or right it's it's probably not so I like to come up or not really come up with my own opinions but listen to that and then you know well yeah kind of form my own opinion about what's going on um for the most part, I can't even say I listen. I look at CNN a lot, uh, but I kind of look at everything now, Fox News too, just to see what's going on. So that's that. Uh, yeah, I, I found I found that most of whether it's ABC, CBS, NBC, or MSNBC, CNN, Fox News. Um, most of what those people present and why I stopped looking for their content is um, they're looking to present an idea. Uh, they want within the viewer or reader to, um, they want the reader to take in a, an idea, a belief. And they're not, so they're not just relaying facts. You know, he said this, she said that, this was done there, so on. But the, the whole there's a script that's my belief all these people are, you know are all on board with a certain narrative that they want to propagate and they do and all the while uh, they're being paid by their advertisers so they can't do or say anything to slight their advertisers otherwise their funding stops and so i i don't i don't trust those systems um 
just because of what they are. And, uh, yeah, that's why a couple days a week I'll get them enough news deconstruction through the no agenda show. Um, because John and Adam, the two hosts of that show, uh, they just bring out some clips of, you know, news stories that are getting the wide circulation or they're called popular in the news or, or the newsworthy things. And, and, uh, these guys, each of whom have, um, a background in, in, in print media and television media, um, they, they have an insight that they can bring to these clips to let you know why something's being said and not so much, you know, the focus isn't on what the message is being propagated through the, the media source, the news, but, but more on why it's, why it's there. What, what advertiser isn't being, you know, offended here, which, which of the producers behind the scenes is maybe saying something to get the on air personality to say their thing and so on. That's what I like about it. But, uh, yeah, any, any news that I'm looking for, uh, out in the world, I, I like to keep it local. Most of the stuff out in the, in the world at large, uh, even wider U.S. news, I don't need, I just need local news. Hmm. Well, that's a cool way to live, man. I wish, uh, I wasn't stuck thinking about things that I think about and, you know, having to find out what's going on. And as a person that has like, uh, anxiety, like, to extreme sometime mm-hmm. like seeing those kind of stories like freaks me out and then looking at the news and it's just like war this and war that and I'm like holy crap I, I think it, it, I wish I could not look at it but now I have to look at it just so I see how it works out you know what I mean well I understand what you're saying um, and I, I do believe however that you have it within yourself to to not watch those things if you choose, of course. Oh, um, yeah. Those those stories are meant to make you fearful and full of anxiety. That's why if you the next time you go glance at any one of those pages, um, they're all they're all downer stories. They're all negative. They're all peddling fear, uh, and there are reasons for that because when people are when people are terrorized, uh, they're they're malleable. They can be <laughs> they're pli- they can be pounded into whatever sheet the state wants them to be pounded into. Um, so that's that's why I don't watch those things because uh, they're all just geared to make you fearful and upset so that you'll take action, you know? You'll go out and, <laughs> and do something. And there's somebody out there who's willing and ready to tell you what you should be doing for them. Yeah. I think those folks are, you know... I have strong feelings about that. Those folks, man, like uh, you, you have to really come up with your own opinions and try to seek your own truth for things. Um, but those certain kind of folks who hinge on political people so much that whatever they say is law or God or, you know, whatever, like mm-hmm. really, really think about what that person's saying, man. Like uh, if, if you take away the person, Listen and listen to the words he's saying. Mm-hmm. How could you follow that? It, it's wild to me, and um, it, it's just uh, we can do better. And a lot of those folks are not doing good. They're not even doing okay. You, you know, just mm-hmm. like come on, man. It's not. It's no reason to storm Capitol buildings and all that kind of shit. Like. That didn't happen. Don't worry. That guy just lost. It is what it is. 
Speaking of loot losses and, you know, the elections going on right now, and there's a recount, not a recount, a runoff going on in Georgia. And this is also funny to me because uh, it it has to do with uh, two black dudes from different sides of the aisle, I guess, uh, running for the same thing in very different ways. Have you seen any of that? Uh, no, but it, it's Herschel Walker and some other person. Warnock. Okay. See, and the only here's the only reason that I know the one name Herschel Walker is because I unfortunately have heard all these stories that are just negative. Like this Walker's a bad man. And Walker's a bad man. Over and over, that's what I get. But I, through my own, you know, daily goings on, haven't heard anything about this other fella. So I'm not trying to say either one of these people is a good person or a bad person, but I don't, I'm only aware of one name because of the amount of vitriol and mm. negative content created and targeted at one person. Yeah, that is true. That is 100% true. This whole time I, I haven't seen many, uh, I think his, his name is Ralph Warnock, Raphael Warnock. See, see how bad that okay. is. I can't even get his name right. Right. Yeah. There's so many stories about how good this guy is, but, you know, what I'm saying, you know, um, sarcastically there, I, I couldn't have told you the guy's name and up until you told me what it is. Yeah. But, and it's, and it's, I, I hate election seasons. I, I don't, I don't like this time of year because of, uh, there's just so much advertising money that's put into print media and radio and television. And again, it's all, it's all just negative stuff. It's all, mudslinging as they call it it's all people tearing down the personalities of other people and it's really it shows a very ugly side of a lot of people and i really don't care to see that so i i'm not a big fan of election season in general Mm. i hate it also because it never really gives me answers immediately it's always we got to wait and see and find out i think the whole election system needs to be fixed or corrected um, mm-hmm. get rid of the whole uh, what is it electoral college I think that that can go away um, we're modern those kind of things were done way a long time ago for whatever reason and I don't think it really applies now so much um, which is still a weird thing to say because certain parts of, of states have huge places with a lot of people and uh, I guess those people need to be counted for, but isn't it like easier just to have one vote, right? Like that's it. There's you, you cast this one vote and everyone is counted at once. And then whoever gets the most wins, that's it. Right. Simple. It's seemingly so what you're referring to is like a, a direct democracy, the, the United States government, the structure of it, it's a republic, though it's not a direct democracy. That's why people don't um, vote directly for certain things. Uh, but all that aside, like I, to uh, comment on what you were mentioning with the uh, Electoral College, I've heard people say that it could be done away with it. It's an anachronistic device that doesn't suit the time anymore. I don't I don't agree with those statements, but I'll you know, I'll counterbalance that by saying I don't believe that the federal government should exist. It's certainly not the same 
creature that was uh, brought about back in the late 18th, uh, 18th century. So there are, I agree, lots of uh, areas where uh, people could stand to uh, improve their lives by changing these uh, systems around, mm-hmm. around them. That is great. Uh, I really have never thought about like getting rid of all of government. Then what would happen? You know, what, what, what is, what is Chris's perfect world or perfect place to live besides where you are now? Well, that's, I'm, I'm in a perfect place right now, and, <laughs> but I'm no, I don't know, man. I'm no utopian. I don't, I don't propose to have some idea of some, uh, ideal world where everyone is just farting unicorns out of their ass and, <laughs> and just having candy rain down on them all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that when people are members of families and communities and they adopt uh, voluntarily uh, the, the wider rules of, of social conduct that you find within families and communities, I think when those rules are adopted voluntarily and they're not imposed, um, especially when they're not imposed violently from some other source, I, people's lives are just better. Mm-hmm. You have a, a quality of life that's better that way. Yeah. And, uh, so, so the more that you can, you can do that, uh, remove violence and remove, uh, you know, violent impositions on people, uh, and the whole while increase the amount of freedom of choice and freedom of association that people have. Well, maybe then you got a stew going. <laughs> I mean, that sounds awesome, but do you think anything like that could ever happen? I it think- happens every day all around you and it's happened, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. Do you, how many how many people have you assaulted today? How many how many things have you gone out and stolen today, uh, Tyree? Man, I came close uh, about seventeen <laughs> times. No, I haven't even left the house. I'm having a good time, relaxed. Yeah, I see that that notion that um, you're bringing up is like, well, if there's no mechanism for people to be punished, if there's no big stick with which we can hit people, how are you going to get them to behave? Believe you me, when I say people go ahead and, and lead good lives and behave, not because someone's out there threatening them with a big stick, but because people have certain goals that they want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And the means to attain the, the, the goals that they've set out, people find that cooperation and trade work better than theft and violence. That's, that's why we have civilization at large, not because of a bunch of people out there threatening to hurt other people. Yeah. I think if we just had an island and could start all over, no, we need a whole new planet. <laughs> I just I thought about that. Like, uh, no, let's start all over. Thanos, this whole thing, snap it out, and then have everyone come back in these times, but under a different mindset. You know, or you know, have them come back and there's no government, and then see what happens. I don't know. Well, if you want, you can. Uh, New Zealand is a little island nation, um, you know, over there down by Australia, and it's it's a seemingly, from what I hear, a terrible place. Terrible? Why is that? Oh, uh, it's, it's it's a government run amok. It's a small island nation, and that's a place where, yeah, it's a small island, but there, you can't just escape bad ideas by going to an island. So that's a, it's just a little island. And it's rife with bad ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it's par for the course with what's happened the last couple of years in a lot of places. And that's what, so you can't just escape to an island and, uh, 
not unless you're leaving your ideas behind you. Mm. If I had enough money, I could escape to an island now. Well, there you go. Who'd you? Would you would you go all alone, do a recon first, and then come and get other folks and bring them out there? Or what's what is oh, your yeah. island I mean, look like? I would make sure that it's safe for everyone. It has to be large enough so that it, it can accommodate everyone that I want there. And you know, the folks that I have there will oh see, I almost said abide by my rules. <laughs> <laughs> No, the people I have there, I, I would have them there because they have similar ideas to me. Um, you know, or they have their own ideas, but they're not going to cause violence. Um, that's really the the key for me. Uh, you can yeah. think whatever you want, just don't punch me because you because I think different. Right? Sure, sure. Yeah, and and that's where I, yeah, I love rules, man. I'm uh, I've been called the king of the rules, and I love rules. Um, I, there's no problem with rules. The manners, for example, are rules of social conduct. Uh, I'm a big fan of manners, good manners mm. and manners, uh, etiquette. Etiquette is just a series of rules for, uh, social behavior in, in public, you know? Um, so I love rules. It's just sometimes there are good rules. Sometimes there are bad rules and sometimes, well, I don't know about you, but when I set out playing any kind of game with other people and we all agree upon the rules in advance, well, I expect people then to follow the rules that we've agreed upon and not to cheat. How about you? Same. We all agree. We all agreed to this. So, you know, let's stay on the same page. We spoke about a lot of things here. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, and I know that you don't really care much about it, but it's interesting to me. Uh, the whole uh, Elon Musk buying Twitter and changing the rules a little bit. And I say this because people are paying for popularity now. It's not just uh, you can work for it. It's now I can just buy this blue dot next to my name and I'm verified. Like, do you think that's I don't think that's a good way for um, to run a business that is so widely used by so many people that. You know, you could just—it's just very confusing to me. I don't—I don't like it. Don't Did like you hear it. stories about how before the change in ownership, uh, those blue check marks were being sold by the Twitter employees, but through um, back end means, so to speak, you know, not legitimately, but on through the back end of things, like a black market blue dot. Right, like bef- I don't use Twitter. Yeah. I haven't in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same. I don't use it. But there there were people uh, before this change of ownership, my understanding, uh, these people had blue check marks to show that they were verified. And how would you get verified? But through some member of the Twitter organization. Is that how I went? Um, I think on Twitter, the people who are verified, it used to be just really famous folks to just to say this is this actual person, not some other made up account. Because that's yeah. a huge problem with Twitter. Yeah, but uh, what I was wondering is, it wasn't the famous person themselves who got to click on a, an emoji icon and put their check mark next to their name. Wasn't that like a a badge affixed to the Twitter handle by someone at the Twitter organization, or right? Cause, or or could you put your own check mark as any random user? Could you just put a check mark by your name? I mean, currently, 
Yes, if you well, pay. Currently, but if, oh no, before no, no. It's uh, like you're saying. Pretty much, it's it's got to be the people who run. You know, people who are on the desk at Facebook or not Facebook and uh, Twitter, and uh, maybe they come to a conclusion after some algorithms that this person should get a check, but not a check, but a dot or whatever the fuck it is. But um, you know, the rest of the people shouldn't because. They might that might lead to misinformation. Um, for example, with this whole thing that happened, uh, you know, you can buy a check mark for eight dollars. By the way, right now, eight dollars a month, I believe. The richest man on the planet is asking for eight dollars a month for a check, a blue dot. And you That's guys, right? Are, and and there are these people like Stephen King. I've. <laughs> These people are uh, incredibly wealthy people, and previously, ostensibly, they got their Twitter check marks for free, and now they're all distraught because these millionaires, multi-millionaires, are being asked to pay eight dollars a month to keep their check mark. I that's the thing I find funny about it. Is that's funny? Yeah, they gotta have a problem, man. Eight dollars a month? Are you serious? It was free. Yeah. I know, now Stephen King has got to go out and write more books to pay for his check mark. Oh, the poor guy. Son of a bitch. He's going to have to do do something good. Yeah, um, yeah. I've, I, I saw a lot of celebrities leaving Twitter, and, you know, I can't blame them. Um, but, yeah, definitely, it's just a bunch of rich folks complaining. Uh, all the people who probably shouldn't get a check mark, they're, like, all about it. Like, oh, my, look at me, I'm certified now, you know. Right. Twitter seems to me to be just a a circle jerk for wealthy people or the people who felt they were self-important. And and that's why I don't want to hang out on fucking Twitter. That place is a cesspool. Um, It might be better now, but I'm not going to go back to Twitter. Fuck those people. Oh, yeah, I'm not going back. I had Twitter. I'm not even going to lie. Uh for you know, uh, just keeping up with family and crap like that, and uh, yeah, you get on there, and there's so many different opinions for so many different things. Way back in the day, people can talk reckless on their really terrible language towards each other. Now you can't. But I guess once it was the company was sold to Elon, now you can. So there's a lot more radical speak on Twitter. And that's another thing I think is an issue. Uh, it's just a place for folks to hang out and cultivate these ideas to kill folks. Uh, I know that's kind of extreme, a oh, long way to go on that, a long way to run. But I think it, it, it's, you know, I suppose those kind of people can have their own social media platform someplace else. But, like, we can all see it. And, you and, can see it if you go there, if you choose to go there. It's like anything else. Like uh, you can you can choose to go see something that's being displayed in public, or you can choose to go somewhere else to a different part of the public. Public, you know, as such, is a wide place. Yeah, full of things to do and things to avoid. Mm-hmm. Here, here. Yeah, I, there are spots in uh, in Green Bay. I don't like to go in public because they're shitty streets, you know, and they're you know, populated by shitty people. So I avoid those areas because I don't want to see how those people are wrecking their lives. 
So. Uh, and that's the same with people's online lives. Mm-hmm. You can you you can find pockets of ugliness wherever you want, and you can fucking stay there and, and be mesmerized at how seemingly awful people can be, or you can move on and find something else. Yeah. So. More or less, you're saying if you haven't seen your face in your city, you think that that part is shitty. You know what I mean? What's that now? No, like uh, if they haven't seen you, you think they're shitty. But if you see, oh. if they've seen you, then you're they're cool. They're all right. There you go. I there you go. I think that fits. That works. Yeah. Another mm-hmm. long way to run for a crappy joke. Yeah, if you see this face here, mm-hmm. my face, then, then you know you're in a good spot in Green Bay because I won't tread in the shitty spot. Yeah. It's it's kind of the same thing here. Um, you know, Los Angeles is a huge place. I always say I live in Los Angeles, but I kind of don't. I live north of Los Angeles. Um, It's a great neighborhood, quiet. There's not a lot of stuff going on. There's schools within walking distance. A lot of stuff's new. Uh, you know, like one of those desert communities that they just threw it in and now it's growing. I really don't have any reason to go to Los Angeles and go and be around those funky places because I used mm-hmm. to work in those places um, when I was a cop. But yeah, I like staying away from it. I agree with you. It's better off over there and I'm better off over here. Yeah, and that's where Twitter. Uh, you know, I had a Twitter account a while ago, uh, but I haven't had that account in five to seven years, somewhere in that ballpark. And it was my account was I was locked out of my account because some Twitter moderator said some posting I had put out there was in violation of their community guidelines. And, and why I never went back onto Twitter was because they wanted me to apologize for what I had written. Basically, they wanted me to there's like a little box in the contained within the email I got. It said something like by clicking here, you acknowledge your wrongdoing. Now I'm paraphrasing, but it's like by clicking here, you acknowledge your wrongdoing and, and then we'll let you back into Twitter. And I, you know, the hell with those people. I didn't do anything wrong. My, some sensitive person took something out of context and then they blocked me out of my account. And, and that, that right there was enough for me to say, this is not a community. This is not a place I want to be. Mm. I can do better with my time than be here on Twitter. Yeah. I agree. 100%. Like, uh, I have to be on Facebook a lot. I don't have to, but because of what I do here, um, Mm -hmm. and also recruiting with the, uh, internship that I'm doing, which is going great by the way. And, uh, Oh yeah. I'd love to hear more about that. Uh, that, yes. Sweet. Um, but, I was saying I, I have all this stuff here, and fuck, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Where was well, you I were, going? You were, with saying this? You, uh, you were su- mentioning how you uh, use the Facebook yet? Oh, okay. you got the show, and yeah, I'm gonna have to edit all that out because that's gonna be funky. But yeah, I use all this stuff on the internet to talk to people, and I have to be very careful with what I say when I talk to people because you get like uh, Facebook jail. And so I've heard uh, yeah. I've been in Facebook jail quite a few times to the point that like now I think if I'm to make a bad statement or, you know, a statement that someone doesn't agree with, I'm looking at like six months off 
I did three. It was all right. It was great. I think I could do six. Stand on my head. But well, anyway. no. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You can... Well, I was going to just ask you if there's a way to do uh, have multiple accounts through the Facebook. One more for show things or professional things, and the other one more for personal things, so that you can be more. Uh, open on the personal side of things and that way if you get put in jail uh, it's just a personal account that you're locked out of and not a professional account oh yeah have the the decoy account gotcha this internship man has been a lot of fun um, talking to people I'm not really big on talking to people uh, if you know me one of my favorite things to say is I hate people and <laughs> To have to really interact with folks and say, hey, I was looking at you across the room and I think you'd be a great model here. Take this card. Doesn't really work out so great. So you have to really hone in and try to figure out how you want to talk to folks. Sometimes they're receptive to it. Sometimes they're, you know, no, they don't care. No, not everyone wants to be famous. Which is a, a weird thing, man. Like, uh, for this particular job, the, you could potentially be famous. Not what I'm doing, but the, the thing, the things that I'm doing for you, you could be famous. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? I don't think so. Like fame is not worth it, man. I would much rather just be left alone. But those people are forced into that stuff with contracts, and you know they got to be there. That's way out of control. I don't think people realize that when they sign up for it. Not for again, my job, but when they sign up to be, you know, famous. It's no fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things that seem to be out of one's control at that point after signing all of the different contracts and making all of these, having all these stipulations for appearances or I don't have to worry about likeness rights for example nobody's out there trying to steal my look or my shtick so that's (laughs) I'm pretty pleased that I'm not famous yeah I'm happy I take the money because that'll be great but the fame you can keep so hey this was uh, fun I think we can cut it off here man no reason to keep going and blabbing on not blabbing on but you know stretching out a show just to stretch it out right right on we don't want you know, we want it to be able to snap back to its original form. We don't want it to stretch out and be all loose. Yeah, exactly. I got you. I got that joke, by the way. <laughs> Good. <laughs> all right. Well, man. this has been a lot of fun, Tyree. Thanks a lot for uh, for setting this up. But you're the you're the technical mastermind here. I'm just the, the monkey who gets to click a link and, and join the chat. So thanks for having me on here. Thanks for taking care of all that back end stuff. I I don't want to do it, so thank you. No oh, man, it's easy. It, it, I won't say it's easy. It's annoying sometimes, but it's rewarding because you know we can put it out and you know people can listen and like it or not. People will talk or about not. it. You know, I think that's awesome. You know, and I'm glad to be able to do this and continue to do this with you because I think we can continue to have you know our afterthoughts <laughs> about things and uh, you know explain them in a way that people get what we're saying and we're not being 
aggressive with stuff, trying to cram it down your throat. This is just us talking, you know. Right. And you know, people need to be able to hear stuff like that. I think. I'm all for it. I agree with you. I'm yeah. not trying to tell anyone how to live their lives, but if they want me to tell them how to live their lives, well, I'm willing to do that for you too. <laughs> but if we're just here shooting the shit. Yeah, just shooting the shit. All right. Fun times. Talk to you later.